Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome into the Gaming Hub. This is episode number 104, and we're coming to you with our continuing E3 2018 coverage. This time focusing on the Bethesda conference, which we just finished watching about five minutes ago. And we're here to kind of let you know our thoughts and let you know what they talked about. I want to throw it to our two co-hosts, uh, Graham and Steve. But I think we saw a pretty good show today. I think uh, Ubisoft did a pretty good job, and uh, they did some really good things today. What do you guys think? Uh, I agree. It's, it was the best of all the developers, to be honest. Yep. Ooh, shots fired. Um, well, I'm not going to go out and say that, but it was really good. Uh, Audi opened it up with what Steven was hoping for, which was Just Dance. He did so, get my uh, Just Dance. Yeah, he got his Just Dance. Uh, it was definitely a long intro. I don't know. I think Tyler was thinking it was a little bit too long. But yeah. then I think they kind of uh, they done some damage control, don't you think? Oh, they came back big from that. They came back really strong. And, you know, for years of Ubisoft past, uh, you know, kind of, they have the benefit of having set the bar fairly low, but it came around pretty good after that. And, and I think they showed some great games off today, and I think they had a really effective show. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Were, did, did the performances kind of turn you off at all? No, I thought they were fine. I, I didn't mind the dancing bit at the beginning. And then the drumming thing was pretty cool. Um, or not the, well, it wasn't just drums, but like the performance before the Donkey Kong Rabbids expansion, I enjoyed that. I thought that was well done. Uh, yeah. It wasn't cringy. Not like Andrew WK yesterday. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Let, let's kind of run through the games and talk about them one by one. We saw a bunch today. So... You know, more than I was even thinking of from Ubisoft, to be honest with you. I think we, uh, I was I was anticipating somewhat they show, but not everything. So let's jump in and we'll go roundtable format. And Graham, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what stood out to you that you want to talk about first? Okay, well, I'm not, just because you give me first pick, I'm not going to like take all the ones that you guys want. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. That game looked stunning. I knew it would because Origins looked awesome and... I got an idea feeling because he said they've been working on this game for like three years. So I'm thinking they made Origins and Odyssey kind of at the same time, maybe with the same thought out idea. Because it, like, I didn't play Origins. Like, I guess Steven can like vouch for me that it's almost kind of the same thing, just adds a little more to it. But the game looks so gorgeous. Uh, it even convinced me to download Origins, in case you guys are yelling at me that I should play the game. I'm downloading it, so I'll be playing it. Uh, and clock is ticking. It's October the 5th the game comes out. Like, holy moly, this fall will be busy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Look at me. Nice little two weeks to play before uh, Red Dead, if yep. I got my Red Dead date right. <laughs> yeah. So, and don't don't forget that in October we also get Call of Duty for people that are really interested in that and uh, Battlefield Five. So October's looking really insane right now. Yeah. Um, for me, like when I saw Assassin's Creed today, it was basically exactly what I said in the pre-show that we had on Twitch. 
that the world is going to look amazing and what they show is going to look amazing. It's going to make me want to buy the game, and now I'm there. So <laughs> I think I think uh, we'll end up I'll end up buying that and playing it this year, and hopefully having a good time with it. I've been really I've had mixed uh, experiences with Assassin's Creed games, but I'm hoping this is the one that turns out to be much much better. So yeah, Steve, anything to add? Yeah, I mean, this is my favorite, like, era, and, like, mm-hmm. and I hope we get to fight some Greek gods like we did in uh, Odd, or Origins, I mean, yeah, origins. with the Egyptian gods. So, I'm excited. And you get to play as, you get your choice between a male and a female character, depending on who you prefer to play as. And I think that's awesome. Uh, I'm sure there will be people that disagree, but I don't care about their opinions. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I think that this fall's shaping up to be pretty awesome with what's going to be out there for different types of players to play. And, you know, we saw a lot of delays and things like that. And I think we were a little worried about this fall, but now I absolutely no doubt this fall's going to be absolutely packed with uh, with some really good games to play. And, and hopefully, you know, we just deliver on the promise of these games that the developers deliver and and they turn out to be great. So anything else on Assassin's Creed before we move on? Nope. Okay, Steve, we'll go to you next. Uh, What do you want to talk about? Well, I'm going to snake it from you, Tyler. No, I'll let you have it. Uh, I'll go with Trials Rising. I'm a huge Trials fan. I didn't even expect it. To be honest, I kind of forgot that uh, Trials was made by Ubisoft. Or at least, Mm -hmm. like, developed by the people that... And Ubisoft owns the developers or whatever. Um, I'm super excited. I don't know if I like the whole, like you're playing against people all the time. That's kind of the way they made it seem. But I do enjoy playing the Trials games. Uh, the community makes some great maps, and they have a lot of community involvement this this go-around. So I think we're going to see more of the same, and I'm quite happy with that because I love the Trials games. And I know you guys haven't played it, but are you interested? About I am. I mean, I've played the Trials games. Uh, I find them to be, you know, they're very precise. And, you know, they... <laughs> I don't want to say it's like not my type of game because it actually is. I just it's very it's pretty difficult or it can be, um, and it usually ends up not going so well for me, and it gets a little frustrating, and I end up just shutting it off. But yeah, I'll give this one a go and I'll play it. Uh, Trials is one of those games that for me anyway, I just kind of like forget about, and because it's not like a console seller, but it's one of those really cool supplemental titles that when they bring it out, they're like, oh, that's awesome, you know, and. And that extra game to kind of add into the into the season. So, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give this one a go. How about you, Graham? Uh, well, I don't know. I'll try past ones first before I decide that I want to play this because I do like that style of game, but I don't know if I'll play it. So bef- instead of me spending all the money on a game that I might not play, uh, I think Trial Fusion might have been like a free one on Xbox. So I might have that one in my games to download. So... I'll probably check it out and just see what's going on. But it was cool to see it there. Uh, I'm sure, like, I've heard of Trials for a long time, so people are happy to see it. So good for them. Yeah. So cool. Anything else on that? No. Okay. So before I mention mine, uh, real quick, just at the beginning of the show, I'm aware I said Bethesda instead of Ubisoft. I apologize, everybody. Um, <laughs> this is day three. We've been doing quite a bit of content, and it's uh, I think it's catching up a little bit. But uh, we're having a great time with it, and I do apologize. Twitch chat, thank you for letting me know. I can always count on you for that. Um, but this is Ubisoft and not Bethesda. So uh, Bethesda was last night, and we'll kind of be talking about the comparison between the two uh, towards the end of the show. So 
But I want to talk about Skull and Bones. And thank you, Steve, for leaving this for me. But Well, well I did it as well. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but, uh, no, but I want to talk about Skull and Bones. Like, how awesome does this look, guys? Like, this looks amazing. And it, it kept striking me as, like, especially when we saw the gameplay, right? Of how, you know, you work together. Or you go, you kind of sneak up on the one ship. You have to get past, like, the Portuguese base first. To and you you put down different sails to kind of make you look like you're Portuguese merchants, and then you sneak up on the ship, sink them, and take the the loot or the treasure and put it on your ship, and then all of a sudden here comes a Portuguese like warship, and you're teaming up with other people that are nearby. You invite them into the party, you take them down together, and that all looks amazing. My concern though is what happened after that, and how much is that going to happen actually in games? So. I want to throw it to you guys first. Like, first of all, what do you think of how the game looks like versus like a Sea of Thieves? And then second, uh, <laughs> hang on. And then second, <laughs> what do you think of the gameplay and how do you feel about this going into next year? Well, I have a lot to say. So, Graham, for if it. you don't, uh, I'll let you go first. <laughs> well, I, sure. I don't know how much I have to say. I'll just keep saying until I stop saying and you can start saying stuff. But uh, <laughs> okay. no, the game looked like it's looked awesome the game looks like so much fun uh it it answers some questions that i had i think they answered it seems like each person get their own ship and their own crew and then like if you're going out to battle you choose what kind of cannons and they offer like some are more powerful and some are faster so there's little like rpg elements like that and stuff like that and yeah, like, the environment looked awesome, the whole world, and doing ship battles. It kind of did remind me a little bit of uh, Black Flag, how, like, the damage the ships would come up. But, oh, man, there's just so much customization, and the battles looked unreal. And I'm just wondering, like, like crew-wise, what it got to offer. Is it, like, a generic crew? But it looks like it's really in-depth, and it's got a lot to offer. Uh, I, I know your concerns about playing online, open world, like, people could just turn on you and like destroy you and like kind of troll you so i don't know that's the thing with these types of games you put them online you're just hoping people don't be dicks but it turns out people like being dicks a lot so <laughs> it is really hard to avoid which kind of sucks because these games have so much potential to bring so much fun to everybody and then a few people could be like well let's just ruin all this fun for everybody and then nobody wants to play it and then the game suffers which sucks so It'd be interesting to see how they deal with that, and I'm going into optimistic, and the game looks a hell of fun, and I can't wait to play it. Ghost yeah. <laughs> so first, so, one, I just want to point out Graham said hella, which that's amazing. That's something I would say. <laughs> so, I'm from California. Uh, go ahead, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> no, the game looks absolutely stunningly gorgeous, and I can't wait to play this in 4K. Um, I'm going to make Graham stream so I can st stay in 4K. No, I can't. But um, I I'm excited. And, like, I like that you have, like, AI crew members. So you don't have to do all the boring stuff like raising the anchor and loading the cannonballs. That is so boring. And I realized how much I hated it in Sea of Thieves. And, like, you, have a you can kind of switch to the guy sitting up on the crow's nest and spotting people. And it doesn't seem like you have to actually like manually walk and climb and just take all this time. And so because of that, I feel like it makes the competitive balance a little easier or better, I should say, for like trolling. Because then you don't have to worry about 
being a single ship against a crew of four because everyone seems to have their own ship. And the smaller ships are, I'm assuming, are going to be faster than the larger ships, which are probably just going to be slow but loaded out to the brim with cannons and stuff. So I, I'm excited to see more of this game. I, I actually really wish it was coming this year because I'd love to play it. Um, sea of Thieves did not scratch the itch. And I can't wait for this game, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Like, basically everything you said is right on. I love that each player kind of has their own ship. So we can get a group together from, you know, between the three of us and people from the community and go and have like a mini armada, you know, and go play. And that's awesome that we can do that and, and all and there's a lot of AI people on the on the ships like doing that sort of menial stuff, you know. Yeah. Um and I get that in Sea of Thieves it's meant so like everybody has something to do, right? Sure. But it, it just gets a little repetitive. Like we'd all kind of do the same things, you know, it's like I'd go look at the map, make sure we're heading the right way and have us adjust course and and then help like lower the anchor and all that stuff. And it just gets really repetitive. And I think that more than anything adds to that the repetitive nature of that game. But I don't know how you fix that in, in that specific game. But I think uh, Skull, Skull and Bones has kind of gotten around that in a really cool way. Um, they have the benefit of not being out yet, right? So they can make adjustments and... and change the type of game that they're making and they have the advantage too of seeing the feedback on sea of thieves and making adjustments based on that so i'm hoping we see lessons learned and there's another game i want to talk about i don't know if a if you guys are going to bring it up if not i'll bring it up next uh, next time i'm up where i think we saw a lot of lessons learned from the first time around and uh and i think it's going to make a huge difference next time through so anything else on skull and bones before we move on no, is it 2019 yet? <laughs> I know, right? But we don't know when in 2019. It just says 2019. Yeah. So I'm guessing we're going to see it as a holiday release next year. That's yeah. my no. guess. But so. there's way too much going on this spring. Like either summer, but I doubt fall. So you're probably right. Holiday. Summer release would be amazing. Uh, I, no, would, I, I would go for yeah, summer. I would, I would love, love this release. in like May. Yep. May or June. That'd be amazing. And I would really love to see that. So. I don't know if that's going to be the case. This seems like a really ambitious game, and usually, you know, Ubisoft likes to put stuff out either in the spring, like that March window, or in the holiday window. So, we'll see. But, Graham, what do you got next for us? Oh, next on my list? Uh, okay, let's go with... Let's go with Starlink. Now, okay. I'm me personally, I was never a big Star Fox fan. And... When I was watching this, I didn't really know what the hell it was. It kind of looked like uh, No Man's Sky, the ship battle. Like, it looked really cool, actually. And the color scheme kind of what would remind me of No Man's Sky. And then, like, they got on stage and they were talking about, like, Star Fox. I'm like, oh, why didn't we make the Link? Starlink, Star Fox kind of idea. But we didn't. And it seems like they partnered up with Nintendo because they had uh, Miyamoto come up and stuff like that. And uh, I think that's who it was, right? Um, mm, yep. So, yeah, no, it's awesome to do that. It seemed like a little gimmicky. I'm not quite sure. That's the thing where it will kind of lose me. But I see how, like, some kids or, like, maybe fathers who have, like, young kids and they grew up on Nintendo, like, they can share the nostalgia. But for me, I don't see me getting the controller and piecing it together and doing all that stuff. Like, it's cool and all that stuff. But it... It's not for the hardcore gamer. Like, I guess I'm kind of a hardcore gamer, but really, 
it's kind of gimmicky and but I know a lot of people are excited for it and it's good to see the partnership with Nintendo and Ubisoft still getting strong with the Switch. So uh, yeah, that's I don't you guys probably have no interest in this game, well, but I just, I just wanted to hear your thoughts. Here's what I want to say, two things. One, I think it's awesome when we have lots of different types of games out there that appeal to lots of different types of people. And yeah, I'm with you, Graham. This isn't like my thing, but it's going to be a game that a lot of people are going to enjoy. And I love that. So good for them. And I love that Ubisoft is really kind of branching out and they, they have a lot of different kinds of games. And that's that's great. It was kind of the opposite of what Microsoft had backed them. They kind of backed themselves into a corner or put themselves into a box with like having a bunch of the same stuff. And now they're trying to correct that. But Ubisoft doesn't really have that issue. Um, the other thing I want to say is, man, um, Miyamoto is just amazing. And I'm not even the Nintendo, like, fanboy here, Graham. That's you. But, like, the dude just loves video games. And you can see it in him whenever he comes out on stage or talks or anything. And it's just awesome. And I uh, I enjoyed seeing him there. And, unfortunately, Graham, that's all you're going to see of Nintendo on stage at E3. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, they, they have the treehouse thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um. It's going to be better in Square Enix, I tell you that right now. I'll bet anything <laughs> well, on it. Well, I don't know how it can't be, but... <laughs> the, bar, it's, uh, the bar's not very high. <laughs> I, I think uh, Devolver Digital is probably better than Square. But, uh, but yeah, that, those are my thoughts. I mean, it's not something I'm going to get. But it's a cool concept, and, you know, I, I like where they're going, offering different types of games to different people. So, Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not into the gimmicky stuff. The I just don't like the idea of having to buy all this extra, uh, like, the ships or whatever to attach to your controller. That, it just annoys me because then it's more money I have to spend. Like, that's why I didn't get into, like, Disney Infinity or uh, Skylanders because it was just you had to buy the game plus you had to buy all the extra, like, little, uh, pe- like, art pieces or not art pieces, but you know what I'm talking about. The little pieces. And I don't like that sort of thing. The game looks a yeah. lot like uh, No Man's Sky as well. That was a vibe I think we all got. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm not I'm not into this sort of game. I hope it's good, and I hope the people that are into that sort of thing like it. And it's really cool that Star Fox is coming, exclusive on the Switch, so I'm sure that'll get a lot of people wanting to play it on the Nintendo Switch over the other places, but I, it's not for me. Hey, dude, I just want to call it real quick. Uh... You know, or the, these shows during E3 are a little less formal than the normal. We'll be back Friday with uh, with the standard show. Um, so we interact with our Twitch uh, community quite a bit. And I just want to thank um, uh, GBombomb for uh, hosting us with a bunch of viewers. So appreciate that. Uh, if you like what you see, hit follow. Really appreciate that. We do uh, podcasts every single week. So, uh, Steve, let's go to you. What's, what do you want to talk about next? All right. Um... It was something we kind of expected to see, but we didn't see as much as I wanted, and that was Beyond Good and Evil 2. The mm-hmm. The new cinematic looked awesome. We got to see a little pre-alpha, like, gameplay, but I thought this game would be farther along. Like, this game's probably at least two years out, if not more. Like, mm-hmm. holiday 2020, I'm thinking. Um, but I, I'm excited for the game. I want it to be good. It looks really nice. I do want to point out, though, I don't know if I like the idea of them, like, outsourcing their art and music to, like, the community. Because I feel like that's just a way to get, like, free uh, artwork and music without having to pay the people that make it. And I am really against that. 
And I don't, I don't give me that really crap good. about don't give me the crap about um you know well it's it's to brought like you know you'll get more viewers coming to look at you. No, if they spend the time doing the art, they should get paid for it. I'm not I'm not saying they're not getting to. I don't know the full <laughs> details, but that's what it seems like, and I, I'm against that. Yeah, I mean I see that, Stephen. I do, and I guess my only response to that is like if you're someone like in college and you're trying to build a portfolio or you're just out of college and you're, you have a lot of talent, but man, it's a really competitive environment and it's a really tough industry to break in on or break through. If you get something into that game, that's something to put down in a resume. That's going to give you a big, you know, leg up in any sort of interview. So it is throwing out some opportunity for people that might've never gotten it otherwise. Yeah. Because what, what are the chances that, that these developers actually would have, discovered that person and even known who they were without a program like this. So it can open doors for you too. And I get where you're coming from. I agree with you. I'm probably the one of the three of us that is, that feels the most that way about, you know, when you create stuff, you should get credit for it and you should get paid for it. Well, you know, it should not be given away for free. So Graham, yeah, you have something to say. Yeah. They still might get credit for it. Like they might not get any money for it. But me personally, well, I have no drawing talent whatsoever. You should see my stickman. I'm really good at drawing stickman. But uh, so if I submitted something and they're like, oh, this is really cool or whatever, and they put it in the game, like even music, especially if it was music, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this game because I got my music in it. So I think that's a part where people feel like, hey, I contributed this or I did something and it's like, I'm going to play this game because... I'm a part of it, and maybe they'll want to play it to finish it and just see if their name comes up in the credits, and then if they don't, then then they'll have reason to be angry. But no, I think that's great. Like, get to connect, everyone get to contribute a little bit, just so because it could be someone's only 15 minutes of fame that they get, and they're damn proud of it. So mm -hmm. I think it's great to give the opportunity, and I don't think it's like, oh, we'll get people to do it for us, and then we don't have to pay a damn thing or whatever. Like, I don't think it's a matter of that i think it's a matter of including the fans and stuff like that and who knows it could be so big and open world they're like we'll never be able to design enough stuff for all this game so we're going to outsource it to people and make mm -hmm. this game the biggest game ever that that see to me that's the optimizing uh, optimistic side of me sure so i think that might be what they're trying to achieve so graham what do you think about the actual game uh well, you didn't see much of the gameplay. I don't know if we saw any no. gameplay, but it looks awesome. Like it looks like they put a lot of time and effort into making the cinematics. Maybe because they didn't have work on artwork. But yeah, <laughs> it, it it looked awesome. I really don't know what it's about. They kind of said it's like a space battle, open world. So it looks really ambitious, and I think it's like two years off, kind of like what you're saying. Which is a long ways off because I figured it would be a lot closer, or at least get a release date. But this no. game, this game can be really strong though when it finally gets finished. The the moment we saw the words pre-alpha, yes. <laughs> this game is a ways yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a ways away. I love the world they're creating, and I love the characters uh, in that world. I I just think it's fantastic. I can see myself absolutely loving this game. I just want to see a little bit more of it. And I know, I bet you next year at E3 is that we're going to get a deep dive into that game. So, you know, for now, I'm happy with what I saw. We saw a little more than we saw last year. Kind of an update on where they're at. We saw the collaboration thing and all that stuff. So, I, I'm happy with it, and I, I like where they're going. I didn't see anything this year to make me say I'm worried about Beyond Good and Evil 2. Nothing. 
So I'm I'm excited about where we're going. Yeah. All right. Anything else on that, guys? Nope. No. Stick to right. working it. Done. All right. <laughs> so I want to talk about the division two. We saw more of it today. And this is a game I was talking about earlier. I think this is a great example of a game that's learned a lot from the experience that they had the first time around. Yes. You know, the the way that they're doing DLC is dramatically different and better. Uh, the world looks fantastic. I, I just love the environment. I love that it's Washington, D.C. I think that's great. And I think even Graham. Graham, you were the big... I want to go to you next because you were the one. That was like four months ago. You were like, there is not a scenario in this world that would make me buy the Division 2. Basically. So yeah, that could have been have, Has that changed a little bit? Yeah, it has. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, like, heard... what, what, what changed it for you? Well, for one thing, I've heard really good things about the original Division over like since the DLC and as of late, like they fixed a lot of things. It's a lot better and all that stuff. And I was playing it the other night and I was enjoying it. I didn't like how much you had to shoot someone to kill him. But anyways, you get over that. Uh, but this one, like, Oh my God, the story just sounded awesome. Like I was just like, if this is a movie, I want to watch it right now. <laughs> so the story sound seemed awesome. Like the visuals are going to be great because you got better engines and it's in 4k now. And so it's going to be stunning. Um, I don't know about the whole like, base building if they're sticking with the same format but from what i saw oh man it looks awesome they look like they got some crazy ass weapons like and crossbow like i'm all in on that the gameplay looked amazing the story looked amazing didn't really see anything to really turn me off from it so i'm definitely excited uh could almost confirm right now that i'm gonna buy that one and i'll play that one in the new year when it comes out Awesome. So, Steve, how about the end game? Because the end game seems very different this time around than it was in Division One. Yeah, they seem like they have a plan, and that's yeah. like great because that was part of the problem with well, the Division One, but de both Destiny games, Destiny Two, they never like gave us what their plan was, um, and I, I think they had a lack of end game content, and whereas. The Division 2 is giving us their plan. There's, like, a bunch of free content coming in year one, and they're bringing raids. And then when you hit the max level of the story, you specialize in a certain specialization that seems to sync up with the other players. And 8-Man Raids, like, I'm excited for this yeah. game. And I didn't think I would be because I wasn't as, like, mad about buying the first one as Graham was, but I was still kind of mad. And now I kind of want to go back and finish it and play that game before the Division 2 comes out. And I'm really excited for the 15th of March next year when this game releases. All right. Yeah, and we saw that you get, you know, once you finish the campaign, you kind of pick a class, right? And you get a specialized weapon and you're able to sort of build your character from there. That's, you know, stuff that's a little different. And we, did we hear anything about Dark Zone? At all? No. no. No, I almost wonder if it's going to be gone. back. I don't I, think it's going to be a thing. I think it's going to be gone as well. Because I so, think and, raids are going to be the new endgame yeah. content. Yeah. Yeah, so that could be really interesting. And I, and I don't know if raids alone are enough. I don't. Because that I worry about it having like the Destiny effect. If you end up kind of doing the same things over and over and it just loses the luster after a while. 
and the appeal. So I hope there's something. I wasn't a big fan of Dark Zone. Like, that's when I stopped playing was when it turned into that. But I, I actually really enjoyed leveling up and getting to the end of the, the campaign in the first one. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm very hyped for this game, actually, after today and yesterday. So I, I think they did a great job presenting it, and it looks amazing. So, yeah. Anything else? No. Okay. No. Graham, back to you. Back to me. All right, let's talk about The Crew 2. Uh, okay. I didn't play the first one. It, it seemed like a really cool idea, and when the reviews came out, it didn't do that well. So I was kind of hesitant, but I think it, like, uh, kind of like The Division, it got better as they supported and done, like, updates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But this game looks like it could be a lot of fun. Just, like, it's not too serious. Like, if we're just, I don't know, don't have anything to do or we get tired of shooting, we're like, well, I'm just driving around in the vehicle, just doing whatever, and then you might jump in and do a different vehicle and, like, okay, let's meet up and let me try to jump your vehicle as you take this jump and then we'll crash into each other and then we'll be like, well, that was pretty stupid. Shouldn't have done that. But, yeah, there's so many other vehicles and it just looks like a big, like, playground sandbox jumping and just having a good time. And it looks great as well, right? So I can see me just jumping into this and just killing some time and just having some fun. I don't know if you guys uh, would be up for jumping in and playing this type of game. Uh, go ahead, Steve. What do you think? No. No, I, I have Forza <laughs> coming Straight for up, free. No. Forza comes for free? Yes, that's uh, That's about good enough for me. I, I'm not a huge racing fan. I like the Horizon games. Um, this game does kind of seem cool, you know, planes and stuff, but it's not enough to make me want to spend 60 on it, especially with the plethora of other games that are coming out in the next year and a half. Yeah, um, I'm kind of with you. I am happy, though, Fine. that the early returns have shown that this game is probably going to challenge Forza Horizon in terms of quality, and I think that's good. I think it's good to push the leader, so to speak, in that genre to get better. And it's good. competition's great. So I love it. And I hope the people that are really hyped about this have a great time with it. It looks fun. I just don't know where I'm going to fit it in in terms of time. Like, Graham, we say, yeah, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. Like, when the hell are we going to play all this? I know. That's why I'm <laughs> So I'm not pre-ordering everything like I did last E3. I'm going to be a little smarter this time. Well, a little bit. Yeah, not little too bit. smart, but <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, anything else on that one? No. Okay, Steve, go ahead. I have nothing else from Ubisoft. Um, no, basically, we hit you on everything. Talk about Just Dance. No, they didn't even show any gameplay for that. Anyways, it was you just don't want to talk about For Honor. Cool little entrance. Uh, Steve, we I'm saw not a For Honor fan. The gameplay, the gameplay looked so great, it looked real. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> for about five minutes. Rainbow so six, they they opened nothing. the conference. Yeah, they opened the conference with. Uh, just dance, which I thought was a good move. Just get it out of the way, and uh, and I I'm, I don't mean get it out of the way. I guess it's a huge seller for them, and mm-hmm. a lot of people love to play it. But yeah, just get it out of the way <laughs> so we can see the games that everybody wants to see at E3. Yeah, because you know we know this is a yearly iteration and it's coming, so you might as well not hide it, but like sneak it in, just just throw it out there. Why not? Mm. And it gives you an opportunity to have the big band and the music and the dancers, so why not, right? Go crazy. Yeah. So, how about For Honor? Anything on that? Uh, not really. Um, 
I don't understand. Well, they said they had like starter edition, and then they said Marching Fire, which comes out in October sixteenth. So mm-hmm. does it mean that it's free on PC or like what? What is starter edition? I didn't quite understand what. They, yeah, I'm not. They were I'm not hundred percent sure there. I'm not. So I was so. kind. Of, yeah, like how they presented it, it kind of confused me. So I'm like, well, I'm not quite sure what that means. I know it's not the second one. It's like a sequel. But I don't know what starter edition is, and it was only for PC. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's a add-on pack. I mean we know yeah. that it's not a full-on like sequel. Yeah, but like everything so, else, they make it look cool, right? So, but I don't. I'm, think I'm, I'm get just. It. Yeah, I'm happy they're continuing to, to support it uh, because remember this is one of the games that had a massive drop in players um, within a month of launch. So uh, there are other developers, publishers that would have just given up and written it off and said we're done. Yeah. We've seen it happen, but they're continuing to, to support the game and support the community. I think that's great. Well, Some and the cr- enjoy playing crowd it. was so loud. Like, I don't know if they paid, like, a bunch of people to cheer, but the <laughs> loudest everyone cheered was, I think, for, for Honor, which yeah. was very surprising. Well, there are, there's a good community out there that really loved that game, and I think that a lot of the, the you know, people that dropped in the first month were people that... You know, I think they thought it was going to be a different type of game than it really was. Yeah. And it just wasn't that. So they were out, you know. And I'll, I'll be honest, I was kind of one of them. So, but I think it's great they're continuing to support it and good on them for doing it. Yeah. So, Steve, anything on For Honor? No, I I didn't, wasn't interested when the game came out. I'm still not interested now. All right. But I'm happy so, that people that play it get content. I mean, good for them. Sure. So let's kind of sum up, and I got a couple questions. But in the meantime, if uh, if you're in chat right now on Twitch, uh, throw some questions out there if you want them answered. We'll be doing a giveaway here at the end of the episode. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, CastBox, Podcast Addict, or whatever you listen on, you know, join our community so you can submit questions to be read. We're doing giveaways all during E3 week, and we'll be doing uh, giveaways on a pretty regular basis throughout the year. So at, at, the, at minimum monthly. So... Um, make sure you join in, and you can go to Facebook, the Gaming Hub forums. You can go to uh, Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub, on Twitter at TXH Gaming Hub, and follow us there. So we appreciate the following any of those. All right, guys, I want to talk about we've kind of seen the developer conferences go by, and which one do you think stood out? So we're talking EA, we're talking Square. We didn't really bring up anything from Square, but uh, EA Square, Bethesda, and Ubisoft today. Which one stands out to you as the best one? Which one was like most, uh, which one beat your expectations the most? Which one was the most disappointing? Okay, Stephen, you can go. No, 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 no. You go first. <laughs> Graham, Graham, go. All right. Uh, the most disappointing, I would probably say Square Enix. Um, basically, I only cared about the one title, which is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And anything else I saw, and I'm not like, oh, I'm going to get this one, or I want to try this one. So overall, it was it was good, but I just wanted it for that one game, and it was pretty short. It wasn't a conference. It was like a video snippet. So there was nothing like yeah. lasting. Like I can't even think of other games. So I know I saw Just Cause, but nothing really stuck in. So that would definitely be the worst one for me. Um, the top... I I think I'm going to call it a tie just because I don't want to nitpick between the two, but between Bethesda and Ubisoft, I think they they were pretty even. Some of them had games that I didn't really care about, and the other ones had games that I really cared about. 
like Skull and Bones, that game looks amazing. That was probably my top one for Ubi. Um, for Bethesda, it was Fallout 76. And, like, they had some, like, the Bethesda had some funny moments. And then Ubi had some, like, okay, they don't know how to figure out mics, apparently. <laughs> don't know when to turn them on or off. That was funny. Like, so. there were a bunch of people when they walked off stage, like, their mics weren't shut off on time. Yep. And one person, like, yep. one uh, pair went <laughs> off and they're like, we nailed it, you know, <laughs> right after. So that was kind of funny. Yeah, no, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say it's a tie between Ubi and Bethesda. I might give the slight edge to Ubi. Please don't hurt me, people. But, yeah, because Assassin's Creed looked awesome and uh, Skull and Bones. So I was kind of excited for that one. Well, I'll, I'll go next to you give you a second. Uh, I think Ubisoft was the better show. I think it was better than Bethesda. And not by a lot, but it was. And I actually, I'll say, EA was not that bad. It really wasn't. Like, they showed off some good stuff, some cool stuff. But I'm not going to give Bethesda a bunch of credit for putting the word Starfield and the words Elder Scrolls Six on the screen <laughs> and calling it good. You know, that doesn't do it. I mean, that's not... I'm not going to give them the nod for that. We kind of knew those games were coming anyway. Mm-hmm. So, not a huge surprise there. I mean, the rumors were rampant about Starfield. And then um, Elder Scrolls Six, duh, of course, that game's on the way. What? They're doing a so, six one? <laughs> yeah. So, of course. You know, that's not a huge surprise. So, I'm not going to give them the nod just for that. Uh, Fallout 76 looks amazing. I just want to see more of it, and I want to see how they're going to balance that always online world, especially doing it kind of their, you know, first time with a game like this. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out. But uh, they had a good show overall. I loved the trolling with uh, Skyrim very special edition. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, but, that, that was awesome. So that was great. And and on the flip side, like when Ubisoft tries to be funny, it just comes across a little weird. Like when the guy like intentionally tripped and took down the podium today. I know. A um, little weird. But uh, I think they showed games. They did exactly what we said in the pre-show they needed to do. They showed a lot of games. They kept the awkward moments to a minimum. We didn't have like the, the couch pulled out where everybody sat down and talked about a game for 10 minutes. None of that was there. So we saw a lot of games. We saw some good stuff today. And honestly, guys, can you say there was one game we saw during Ubisoft where after it was done, you're like, now I don't want this game. I think we were more excited for every game we saw, all the big ones anyway. They did make them look good, yes. Yeah, so good job on them. Steve, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going last because I I wanted to be the bad guy, but I guess I have company. Uh, Ubisoft, by far the best of all the developers. It's not really that close. Um, Bethesda loses points for the mobile talk and for the Elder Scrolls 6 and Starfield, like, or Star Star Citizen? I'm getting mixed up. You're right, you're right. All right. I've been messing that up the last few days. Yeah, they just showed a picture of it and was like, hey, this is coming. Uh, duh, we know. You've already confirmed the Elder Scrolls 6, like, months ago. So that, I'm still not over that. I'm, I'm so mad about that. Um, but, yeah, Ubisoft had a great showing. They had a lot of great games. Uh, some of them come in really soon. And it was just a good conference. It wasn't too cringy. Uh, EA had a good showing as well, so they're actually not the worst square Square and Bethesda are at the bottom of, of my list because Bethesda underwhelmed. Not saying they had a terribly bad conference, but they they were I was expecting certain things from them and they didn't deliver. And then Square, they didn't even need to be there at all. Like they could have shown everything yeah. they showed on Xbox or PlayStation's floor. 
Uh, so, so I'll just say, I'll just say, Steve, I think Bethesda suffered from the expectations they've set for themselves over the last few years. It's partially they, that, but they, they did yeah. kind of hype this show up, like I said yesterday. They did. They hyped they did. it up and then failed spectacularly. And and let's look at the strategy. Like, which show was the most quiet going into E3 this year? Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft. And which one are we all kind of raving about? Microsoft. Microsoft. But now Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft yeah, had a good show today. They, and they were... I don't... I don't Super loud. I, I could have used Splinter Cell, no. but... Yeah, that would have been nice. But I don't think Ubisoft was quite as good as Microsoft was. And that brings me into now... Well, first, let's grade Ubisoft today. How do you think they did? Uh, I'm going to go with a B plus. Okay. Yeah. Steve? Same thing, B plus. Yep. And not to be too uh, the same here, but I'm actually going to agree with you guys. I think it was a B plus. I think they did fine. And they actually did a good job. They, they showed some really cool stuff off from the games that they're working on. Uh, I wish there was more of it coming this year, but there isn't, and that's okay. I mean, we're getting Assassin's Creed, so that'll be cool. But they, they showed some really cool stuff off. So that leads me into now, tonight, we're looking forward to Sony, and we'll be back with a Sony pre-show, everybody, live on Twitch, exclusive to Twitch, a half hour before the Sony conference goes Two hours live. from now. <laughs> Two hours from now, we'll be back. But, uh, but let's look forward to that, like... How much did Microsoft raise the bar? I know we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but, you know, what are you expecting? How hyped? Well, let's just put it this way. How hyped are you for the Sony conference tonight? Because this is like the other, you know, defending champion coming out and all that stuff. This is the one everybody gets really excited for. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. I'm going in with like a three or a four because I don't know what to expect. And I'm worried they're just going to stick to what they already said they were. And while that's interesting, it's not all that interesting. And I'm doing. I'm pulling a reverse Bethesda here. I'm going in with no hype. That way, it super hypes me up after the show. Because that's <laughs> what I think is going to happen. I'm really probably okay. realistically like five or six. Okay. Um. I'll, I'll go next, Graham. I'm probably an eight for this one. Uh. Maybe eight and a half. I I think we're going to see more Steve. And I Sony's pretty good about throwing out a surprise or two. Maybe something that we haven't quite seen. And you know we're gonna. I think we're gonna see a little bit more of Death Stranding than we've seen in the past. And that'll be a big deal for everybody in the auditorium. And I think one of the things that makes the Sony show special is the crowd. The crowd is usually pretty awesome during that show. So that'll help too. And we're going to see stuff outside of those big four games that they talked about. So I'm hoping that we see some stuff we haven't seen before. And that it all looks pretty good. And I, I'm pretty confident they'll pull that off. So Graham, how about you? One to ten. What's your hype level? Well, if you're going to make me put a number to it, I'm going to mm-hmm. go with number four. Because... Personally, really? I'm really not that excited for, like, Last of Us 2, that's probably the one I'm most excited for. Death Stranding, I don't know what the hell that is. I don't even know if I'm going to be interested in it by the time that comes out. I know it's got a great name behind it, so, but I'm, I've never played any of the, the Metal Gear Solid games, so I'm kind of behind on that. I, I understand how people are so hyped for it, and they love it, and they can't do anything wrong, and it's going to be amazing, and all this stuff. But overall, Last of Us 2, but I need to finish the first one before I even go on that one. So I'm really not that excited. for. I'm more excited to see what they're going to do to combat Microsoft. Because I think Microsoft mm-hmm. has set the bar pretty good and they covered the whole spectrum and stuff like that. And like besides what's known that's going to be on Sony, I'm not that excited for it. I'm more excited for what's unknown. Like there's been hints about Skate 4. Will it be on 
PS4 or on the Sony stage. A hey, Blake? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't think so. But, I don't think yeah. so either. But then there's um, like Splinter Cell. And I know it was an Ubisoft title, but will they show that on the Sony stage? So there's some games like this that we didn't see that I guess there's potential that it might be on the Sony stage. So I'm more excited for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff than the four that we know. Okay. Fair enough. All right, guys, anything else before we get out of here? No. No. No? All right. <laughs> so let's go. Um, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And if you're in Twitch chat right now, we're going to uh, go right from the show into hosting inside Xbox, so don't go anywhere. If you're listening out there in podcast land, thank you so much for joining us for episode number 104. Uh, we encourage you to join our community. Head on over to uh, Facebook, the Gaming Hub Forums there. Uh, Twitch, TXH Gaming Hub. We encourage you to go there and hit follow. Right below the screen there, you got links to Discord, uh, Facebook, and a bunch of other ways to support the show. And if you really love the show and you want to support it, we have a Patreon. Head on, head on over there, patreon.com slash gaming hub. Uh, or you can go on to Twitch and hit subscribe there. Both those really support us, and we really, really appreciate any way that you can help if you choose to. So, uh, that's going to do it for episode number one. Yeah, but before we, back. we go, yeah. we're going to announce our winner. Oh, yeah. We have a giveaway. Let's do that. All right. So the winner, um, and Tyler will tell you why you won, but the winner is Nuka Wanderer from uh, Twitch. Right. So definitely appreciate all the questions you asked before the show and all the participation. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Nuka, reach out to me on uh, Discord or whatever. And we'll get you the code for a $25 Xbox gift card, uh, which hopefully you'll put to a good use. So uh, thank you for your support and to everyone else who has taken part uh, during E3 week. And we're not done. we got a ways to go yet. So uh, be sure to join us tonight if you're on Twitch. And if you are listening uh, to the podcast on audio, we'll have more episodes throughout the week covering E3. So for Graham and Steve, I'm Tyler saying thank you so much for joining us for episode number 104. We'll be back tonight with episode number 105 covering the Sony conference as soon as that is done. Until then, everybody, enjoy E3. Have a good time. We'll talk to you later. Back before you know it. Bye.